Hello and welcome to episode 32 of Risk and Reward, the golf podcast from Winning Edge Investments that aims to keep you on the right side of the betting ledger. I'm Rod Murray. I'm in charge of the recording in this little venture where it's our resident expert, John Evans, who brings the real gold. John's a bit of a mixed feelings this week because he's got a new hip, which is nice, and he had a couple of decent returns, which is nice, but he missed a couple of others which is not so nice. We'll bring him in in just a moment, and he can explain himself. Before that, though, don't forget to go and sign up for the Winning Edge Golf newsletter where you can find all of JE's tips each week instead of just the three or four that we give you here on the podcast. Subscriber Steve was glad he was a signed-up member last week after a couple of decent returns. You could be too, as well as getting a 25% discount for the life of your subscription just for being a risk and reward uh, listener. Head to the Winning Edge Investments website, navigate to the golf newsletter. When you get to the checkout, use promo code GOLF25. You'll pay just $112.50 per month instead of $150. While you're there... Have a look at some of the other extremely popular services that Winning Edge provide. There's a reason they're so highly regarded. Their industry-leading betting tips and advice are more akin to education than gambling, which makes gambling more like an investment strategy. Head to winningedgeinvestments.com, have a poke around, see if there's anything there that you like. Don't forget, if you sign up for three or 12 months on any of their newsletter services, there is a profit guarantee, which means that if you follow the staking plan and don't come out in front, you get the next three months at no charge. That's enough housekeeping. Let's get into some golf. We'll start by introducing my co-host, whose left hip is some 70-odd years younger than his right and the rest of him, but I know but I know almost nothing about golf and betting. Jay, how had the surgery? I haven't had a chance to come and visit you. I'm sure you're bouncing around the rehab centre like a 20-year-old and driving all the nurses insane. I'm bouncing around the pool. <laughs> there's, not a, there's not a great deal of bouncing going on on the ground, but however... Uh I seem to be alive, which was the first step, and uh, recovering, which is very pleasing. And are you happy with how it's gone? Most people, within a week or so of the hip, they'll, they'll know it seems to have gone well. You're sounding pretty happy, so that's a good sign, I think. Yeah, no, I think it's the doctor's pleased, and uh, and I'm you know I'm in a lot less pain than others appear to be. Fabulous, fabulous. Well, good to hear, good to hear. Now, tell us what happened last week. It was up, it was down, it was up, it was down. You had a couple of good results, but you're in a bit of a fog with anaesthetic and treatments and whatnot. What happened? Well, well, the first thing, our tip of the year, which I tipped to you, is one out again. It was um, Harry Bateman in New Zealand at 750 each way. He, he was hanging around, could have won... Probably couldn't have won the last day. Got away to a slower start than the others, but he birdied 17 and 18. Hold a couple of nice putts on 17 and 18 to come back and tie for fifth. And uh, on uh, bet three six five, you get paid out. So we didn't get the 200 to one the place. We got 100 to one the place, which is not a bad uh, bet if you think about it. 100 to one the place. So we got him up, and uh, um, we had. A couple of others, we had Robbie Shelton, uh, $17 top 20, he, he got up, and um, uh, who's the other guy? There was one other guy. The guy that led the tournament all the way, uh, Brendan Steele. Brendan, Brendan Steele got him up at 880 with the top uh, 20, but Brendan Steele led for most of the tournament and putted atrociously up as he won. So he finished fourth. Uh, gave us a great sight for the win at $270, but got us up at the $8.80. So all in all, a very, very good and profitable week, which uh, would have made up for a significant number of, uh, <laughs> of of the previous weeks where we just got pipped. But um, the, the sad story, 
Right, and uh, you know everybody knows if you're a, uh, a gambler, it's it's, uh, it's called variance, but in actual fact, it's uh, it's it's uh, hitting the head against the wall. Um, I I go through a process of choosing the players that I think, given the form and their previous form on the course, can can uh, have a chance to win. I then go through the odds and. Uh, I choose the guys out of that group, which might the group might start at twenty and might finish up at ten, and I I go through a process of okay, what's their price now? Our podcasts have been held sometimes due to the uh, early starts in Australia. They've sometimes had to be held on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, and so some of my tips haven't yet matured. So I did all the form for Oman, and. Um, I wrote down a fella called Sadia, Adrian Sadia, who didn't have much, but he had. He was a, he was a young up and comer, so I threw him in at a thousand dollars, but we didn't put him into the tips because he hadn't got to a thousand. He, he was uh, early in the week when I did it, probably Tuesday. I had an operation on Wednesday, so he was. He, I was waiting for the thousand, which came up, but I didn't uh, didn't get to see it because I was in a fog, and. Uh, I also had uh, Brandon Stone and our old mate who I've tipped, I think, the last five weeks in a row. Uh, Bill, Sammy Valmacki. Sammy Valmacki, yeah. Sammy Valmacki. And so Sammy, so I turn on the TV about four o'clock in the morning and I'm watching the golf and I see (laughs) Brandon Stone snake in a putt. And I thought, that's a good putt. And so that puts him one in front of Adrian Sadia, who was tied for the lead. The three of them were tied for the lead on the last hole. And then Val Mackey holds a putt from 20 foot down there, and they're in the playoff, and Sadia's sadly been beaten by one. But anybody who knows the previous time when we had a couple of players in contention, uh, Andrew Dote and Callum Shinkwin, the opportunities to make a profit with two in the in the in the last two or three, he's phenomenal. And here here would I have been with three in the last three, arbitraging like mad. And the net result, although that sounds strange, is let's assume you're going to win ten thousand for the, if the three of them if, if any one of the three of them won, with three of them in it, you win fifteen thousand. It doesn't matter which one wins. Yep. So it was quite a sad story. The only reason I I always send the tips out later once once they reach the prices that I want, hmm. um, which they inevitably do with a longer price, blokes. And so, the hip operation, albeit that everybody's been very friendly and haven't charged me the big fat fees they might have, has actually cost me quite a significant amount of money and my subscribers as well. Yeah. They're very sad. Uh, it's bound to happen occasionally, Jay. Bound to happen occasionally. But uh, uh, good for the confidence because you're right. You have tipped the the young Finnish bloke uh, quite a few weeks in a row. He's been in the uh, in the list there and showing some form. It was excellent to see. It was a really good story actually for the European Tour this week. They sometimes struggle to get the publicity because the PGA Tour is just so overbearing in the world of golf. But that story got a bit of press this week. I thought, which I thought was really good. It was it was an interesting one. Brandon Stone is a good young player from South Africa, so. Uh, did just, you watch the playoff? Did you watch the playoff, Rod? I didn't get to see it, unfortunately. No, I get too. Well, like the played out, they had about a 470-yard par four, strong wind from the right, water on the right, 
huge bunker on the left of the green, and both of them played like riflemen. You know, they, uh, for, they I think they played it five times, and uh, having both birdied it to get into the playoffs, so, I mean, the, whole, the holes would be one of the two, three or four hardest holes on the course. Easy driving hole, but very, very, have to be very precise with your second. And Dale uh, Mackey had one chance at ten, from 10 feet. Stone had another chance of about 15 foot, which just missed. And then in the, in the final hole, Dale uh, Mackey lovely shot in about 10 feet. Zipping in on the wind towards the flag. Brandon missed the green. Tough chip, just just got it a little bit too thin, and had, now he had a very tough putt, so Valley Mackey won. And as I say, having tipped Valley Mackey, I was always going to tip Valley Mackey. The other fellow was an actor genius finding that Sadia, and that would have had he won, that would have been a big story for uh, for the old podcast, Pete and uh, Richard Award podcast. Yeah, what could have been, eh? What could have been? But at least your hip's feeling good, so there's that. You've got that to fall back on. Which well, I think we're informed too. We've had a second, a third, a fourth. A couple of big payouts on the place. So this this year we've been in pretty good form. Yeah, so yeah. it's not surprising that we've found a winner at big odds. And given, I don't think it would be surprising if we find any more. Find some more. Given how the rest of 2020's rolled out so far, 2020, uh, Jay, it's nice to have a little ray of sunshine on the horizon, I'll tell you. That's, uh, it hasn't been a terrific start for most people in the world. Let's get on to this week because we've, uh, we've got to get this thing wrapped up because of the time that we are recording. Let's go to the Qatar Masters to start. And you've let's begin with uh, Betfair. Point one of units on Betfair. Betfair always unless otherwise specified. You've gone for a young bloke. I thought would probably do better last week, but he missed the cut. I still think he's a fantastic, uh, fantastic prospect. Min Woo Lee. We saw him in the Vic Open. Yeah, but he's a bit like that, Min Woo Lee. Um, he's, he's a very, very fine player, as we saw in the Vic Open, and played pretty smart there. But he, he, he is uh, prone to the odd uh, brain explosion, and, and, and for that reason, every now and then he misses the cut. But I don't think it should uh, legislate against him for that, because he bounces back pretty quickly, so... He got out to seventy five dollars where last week he was probably twenty five. Yep. I just thought it was a bit over the odds. He's, he's always going to be in contention when he plays well, and and we know he can finish off. So yep. I've I've stuck him in there. When he when he shortens up, I won't tip him. When he drifts out, I might. In, in in two years' time, if you ever see him at $75, I think it'll be an enormous surprise. That That's the sort of talent that he is, and that's where he'll be in a couple of times. So I agree with you. $75 is outrageous. He's on this guy. Really proved to be a fantastic personality the last time he got into the mix, which was sort of a month or so ago. Marcus Armitage from England at $500. Yeah, well, I, 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 I like the way Marcus Armitage not only played a couple of uh, three or four weeks ago, but also the way he handled the interviews and it looked to me like a very grounded human, and I think that's a pretty important uh, characteristic of a, of, a, of a professional golfer who's, who's going to be able to win when the hammer goes down. So uh, I tipped him last week. As you said, he missed the cut. Uh, foolish for me to not tip him again a few times until he shows that he's actually completely out of form. So... so uh, but I, I thought five hundred dollars was ridiculous. He, 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 if it had been two weeks after his fine performance, I don't think he won. I think he ran second. But if it had been two weeks after that, he'd have been forty-five dollars. So 
500 is where we're at. Yep. And, that's, and, uh, and that's the value that uh, that you look for each week. Let's move on to the top 20 bets. 0.3 units on Betfair you're suggesting here, unless otherwise specified. George Kitsia, uh, South African player, got... He's got a very good resume. He probably hasn't performed as well outside of South Africa as you would like to see, but he's he's a very steady player and a regular contender on the European Tour. Yeah, well, the reason you make a point there, which was a very salient point, and well done, Rod, but he doesn't play that well outside South Africa, except that he's finished four times in the top ten here in the last six years. In Qatar. So, at Qatar, yeah. So, whilst he, he does... He doesn't perform particularly well, perhaps, in some kinds of courses. Every now and then he pops up on a links, and he pops up at Qatar. So that's why he's there. And, and I thought, given the, that he four times in the top 10, mm-hmm. the top 20 at uh, $3 just looked a pretty good bet to me. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Jack Senior. Now, I don't know a whole lot about Jack Senior, I'll be honest. The name I have seen on leaderboards, but I'm guessing you'll have a reason why he's in the top 20 bets this week. Yeah, well, I've just watched Jack Seen as one of those young fellows who you just keep seeing, noticing that he's, he's making constant improvement. And I, I had a good look at, uh, I had a good look at tipping Jack this week at the long price. That he was, well, he wasn't that long, but he was long enough for me to tip him. And that somebody came in and crunched him last night. So I thought, righto, his price is still okay for the top 20, so we'll put him out there for that. Good thinking too, because you're right. There's a there's a group of players in there whose names you see constantly when you spend a lot of time looking at golf leaderboards. You don't know much about them, but you just know that you know their name. And if you know their name, that means that they are they are around the top end of the leaderboard fairly often. Shabanka Sharma from India is your last top twenty bet. Now here's a guy who won twice a couple of years ago on the European Tour. Has probably struggled a little bit the last year or two, but I think he's a play, a real player of the future. I wouldn't be at all surprised to see him play well this week. Well, Rod, you're going to love this. I've tipped Shavanka Shana for the top 20 about three times, all around about 9 to $10. And every time, he's finished in the top 20, every time. Yep. So he, when he does, he comes down in price, so I leave him out. And then he then he has another couple of bad weeks, and then I'll put, he comes back up for $10, I put him back in again, and yep. up he gets, up he gets. So it's... Uh, he obviously isn't as consistent as we thought he might be with those two early wins, but he's a very good player, and and obviously he's a, he's a streaky player. So they're the kind of guys I like to find. You, you get streaky guys because they their lack of consistency is the thing that gives you the higher odds. And, and as we've discussed many times on here, it's not about picking winners. It's about picking winners at the right odds. Yep. As you say, inconsistently, so he creeps out and out and out and out every week after every good performance, and then bang, the odds are juicy enough you take him, and he produces another top 20, and the whole process starts again. And I also indicate that top 20 is kind of his at, at the bottom end of his ability level uh, as well. well when he, it was, some guys are like that. When they, when they make the cut, they forge forward. Yeah. Other guys make the cut, they... The, uh, it, the, it's, whether it's a money thing, which it could be, or whether it's uh, or whether it's the fear of winning, which which it also can be, the fact is certain players are able to overcome it, and the good third and fourth round players, and other guys are very very good first and second round players, 
and drift away slowly and, and, and frustrate you because they finished forty first or twenty first or something, you know, when you when you have backed them for uh, for a slightly better result. So uh, Sharma has proven to me that when he does make the cut, he's in the top twenty. And uh, I go along with that, concur fully, and expect that he'll have actually, by the end of his career, he'll have a, he'll have a lot more than two wins on his resume. Let's move across to the US, the Arnold Palmer Invitational this week, generally one of the bigger events on the US Tour, and of course we are in now Masters warm-up time. The players start to set their schedules around preparing for Augusta National, uh, so it will be a, a, a pretty impressive field that lines up this week. I'm really loving seeing this name here, Jay, the first on your list, Scott Brown, who has just been lurking around for about a month, hasn't he? Almost got it done at the Genesis at Long Odds, uh, and still at crazy Long Odds to me here at the Arnold Palmer. Well, i tell you what, what a short memory the punters have got. Clearly. If, if Adam Scott, not known to be the greatest putter of all, doesn't have the putting nine of his life, we get the thousand dollars, Scotty Brown at the Genesis, yep. and uh, and and uh, with the big curl of mo and open the champagne. So he gets beaten by two shots there, but it was really only one. Three putted the seventeenth. So, and Scotty Brown's a very very good ball striker. He's is if there is a weakness, it's perhaps his inability to convert the ten to fifteen footers. So. Here we come to a golf course that requires a great deal of skill from Tita Green, and they've got him out to $1,000. I thought they've got to be off the head. So you've got to put him in. I mean, yeah. he, he might have another bad week, yeah. but you've got a 1,000 weeks to find out. That would be dereliction of duty under the circumstances not to have him on the list, Jay. I could not agree with you more. He's a better player than that. Any week, so uh, excellent work there. Another one here that I'm not as familiar with, though I've started to see his name. He seems to be very popular on social media. Harry Higgs. Tell me about Harry. Harry's um, Harry's not quite um, Colin Murakawa, Victor Hovland, uh, Matthew Wolf. Harry, however, is a throwback to the Ian Stanley, Bob Shearer, John Evans' form of golfer, uh, slightly dishevelled, uh, liable to have a, a brown glass in his hand at five o'clock, uh, knockabout type of guy, lovely bloke, and just keeps putting in performances week after week after week. He's He rarely doesn't make the cut. He quite often finishes in the top 20, and... He's got a lovely attitude to the game. Just, I mean, you wouldn't know whether he'd had nine or one. And so, I've kept a good eye on Harry. I like his style. He's he's not your uh, cookie cutter pro. There's a lot of substance to him, and uh, I think Harry's going to break through. And Harry, Harry's Harry's got the makings of a of a, of a young Lee Trevino. Ooh, okay. That's a big call. Okay, I like the I like the sound of him already. I like the uh, the cut of his jib based on what you've said there. We could do with some more old school golf. I'll start following him a little more closely on social media, where I spend far too much of my time. It has to be said, Jay. Let's move on to the top twenty bets. Uh, and here's a really interesting one. In fact, I can see the whole list, and they're all very interesting. But I really like this one. A guy that we haven't heard 
as much of recently as we did a couple of years ago. He played in the Ryder Cup just a couple of years ago. Uh, President's Cup, my mistake, a couple of years ago. Kevin Chappell in the top 20. Yeah, Kevin's got a good record at this course, and Kevin is a consummate striker. Uh, I think he might have uh, finished second or third in the US Open, which is, uh, which is always a test of striking ability, just Indeed. staying out of the long grass. So uh, Kevin's got a very short backswing but rhythmical method, which, which, it, which almost looks faultless. You just can't imagine him hitting a crooked iron shot um, and when he plays well, he's he's a beautiful player to watch. He's but I think he might have had an injury issue, and he's been right. he's yeah. been off the tour a little bit. Yeah. But when I see Kevin Chappell get out to the odds that he is, I keep thinking to myself, Kevin's Kevin's not that far away. And and this tournament, he's got a very fine record. Did he finish second here to Jason Day a couple of years ago? Yeah, yeah, he, he, he did. He, but, yeah. but he also, I'm pretty sure he finished second or third in the US Open too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah he's got a good record on this score. I, I haven't got those figures up. No, 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 I appreciate that. But yeah, Lying in hospital bed. I have a great. recollection that uh, I think Jason Day made an outrageous putt on the 17th hole the year that he won the Arnold Palmer. And had he not done that, it might have been him and Kevin Chappell going back to the tee. Yeah, I think to... you're right, actually. I think you're right. And no, I think Chappell had a pretty good shot for the last green, too. Didn't make Indeed. the putt for about 30 yeah. feet. Yeah, there's, yeah. There, there's some horrible nerves to be encountered the last two holes at this golf course. <laughs> if you can the stand thing up. Is, it, is, it, Rod, as, as you know, it's, it's all about long memories, um, uh, guys who, who have, have shown that they can do it, and who are perhaps coming slightly back into form after periods off. Yep. They're the kind of guys we're looking for. Absolutely. Uh, to, just because they're probably twice the odds that they should be. Yeah, indeed. And, of course, at a course like this, Jay, it can be very punishing Bay Hill if you're not hitting it particularly well. So players who you might otherwise think, uh, you know, you'll see them in the odds all here and there and people will be talking about them, very easy to start going backwards and get the shoulder slump, it's very hard to start making your way back on a course like Bay Hill. So you're right, the ball strikers really come into their own on a golf course like this, which they tend to set up pretty tough, and it has that difficult finish. Top 40 bets in the US for you this week. There's two here. I like both of the ones that you've uh, you've put in here. Let's start with Kevin Nah, who might be one of the most underrated players on the PGA Tour by commentators and punters alike, I think. Well, I would have put Kevin Nair in for the win as well because uh, Kevin's got a good record on this course, and Kevin has been—he—he's—he he hasn't played a great deal in the early season, but according to, to Kevin's caddy, nobody practices or works harder than he does. So I knew that whatever the, the story was, Kevin would come back uh, cherry ripe. So I. I this is probably going to be the longest price he's going to be for the top 40. I, I was, as I said, I was going to put him in for the win, but, but one of the Pommy uh, Betfair blokes knocked the market off uh, yesterday morning. So, uh, so we didn't get the 160 he got, so we didn't back him. So we took the next best, the top 40. Let's say I'm right and he's wrong. Yeah, let's, uh, let's hope so. And look, the last bet for the, the week, and this I, I really do like this, and I think that uh, there'll be something to this. Sam Saunders, Arnold Palmer's grandson, as we all know, but has historically played pretty well here at Bay Hill. He seems to fire up when he gets to, uh, as you'd imagine, a lot of emotion for him this week. We only lost Arnold, what, four years ago? Three yeah, years well, ago? He, he's, he's... Because 
He's Arnold Palmer's grandson. He, he, I think he's almost the unofficial host of this event. He is, yeah. Uh, when when it's played here, and one would have thought that perhaps that might have uh, made his performance more difficult. But what we've discovered is that he gets excited by it, and and he's actually had uh, four or five very good finishes here over the last ten years. So I just thought um, he's going to be amped up um, if he gets away to a good start makes the cut, then uh, those odds are going to appear. $50 is going to appear a pretty good odds about a bloke who's only got to probably shoot uh, two par rounds the last few days. Couldn't agree with you more, and he'd be very familiar with the course, and you're right, he has embraced that hosting role, and he's a really terrific young bloke too. Spoke beautifully at Palmer's funeral and has done many occasions since about what it was like to grow up being Arnold's grandson. Pretty humble, pretty humble guy. Yeah, very and, much uh, so, yeah, very much so. Yeah, and, 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 and Arnie, Arnie obviously has um, doted on him. And and there's a you know the, the emotional things can be caught can be a hindrance, but they can also be a big help. That's exactly. I'm they sure will. it will be for him. They will be. They can be. Now, right, have we got a minute. Have we got a minute to discuss a little thing that I've just discovered. Yes, after indeed. seventy years. Well, I was down on the physio call, and the last trick pony they give you is a round board with a an uneven surface. And they put it down at the bottom of the pool, and you have to stand on that, and then hold your balance while you're in the water, and throw a ball against the wall and catch it. Right. And I, yesterday, for a start, I was all over the joint, but all of a sudden I realised that it was easy if you forgot about the board, the board between your feet, and just concentrated on throwing and catching the ball. So. They put me on there again today, and the girl came up and said, yeah, this is phenomenal. She said, you know, have you ever done this before? I said, yeah, I did it yesterday. And what, <laughs> it, what, what it is, what, what it shows you is something that I've always preached as a golf teacher, that you do not want to rely on your conscious mind. You want to rely completely on your subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. And when you're throwing the ball and catching the ball, you ignore the board, and your subconscious mind, it doesn't want you to fall in the water and drown, so it's figuring all that out while you're currently playing with the ball. Yep. And so that was, I thought, a phenomenal example of the idea that you have to make golf completely automatic. Let your body now, do what it knows how to do. Rather well, than not only that, not only that, but don't worry about the ball. Yeah. Don't even think about the ball. You watch the ball and let the club swing however it wants to, given that you've set it up by aiming and ball in the right position and and you've got a reasonable grip and all that sort of thing. You've got to get all those right. Yeah. And you do have to do you do have to do a bit of practice for hand eye coordination. Mm-hmm. But if you were able to take people and teach them how to Swing the club, ignore the ball, relax and let it happen. Man's ability to succeed, and I often use this example, is the last thing you want to rely on to play golf is the mind, the conscious mind that says, I'm going down to the pub. And I'm going to have a few beers and you go down to the pub and your conscious mind keeps ordering the drinks and paying for them. And then all of a sudden, you're faced with the problem of getting home. And the subconscious says, out of the way, Sonny, leave that to me. <laughs> I'll get you there. <laughs> you arrive home, listen, I've got contact lenses, right? 
I've arrived home, no idea how I got there. Contact lenses in the case, wake up in the morning, good as gold good in as bed. Gold. Ready to now, go. Now, that wasn't, that wasn't my conscious turn. I had no idea what I was up to, right? So I come back to, I thought this was an f- unbelievable example for me. I wish I'd, I actually wish I'd experienced this 30 or 40 years ago because I said to the girl, I said, can you get one of these things on the land so you can show people? And she said, yeah. She said, we've got one upstairs. They're going to show me tomorrow, which is exactly the same device. So you've got to have a wall and a, and a ball, a big ball, a reasonable ball, like a basketball, and you throw it against the wall standing on this thing, and it'll teach you straight away which part of your mind you want to rely on. Do you know the other it thing that's phenomenal. amazing it was, about it? It was a revelation to me. Yep. Well, this is the other thing that's amazing about it, Jay. All these years... You'd think you'd known every trick and seen every possible tool that could help you to teach the golf swing, and here you are. You're going to get a new hip, and you found one. It's amazing. It really is. Well, I, well, I mean, I, I, I've always tried to look for for parallels because in teaching golf, it's quite difficult for a person to understand a game that's extraordinarily complex. But if you can explain to him, now listen here, you want to hit the golf ball properly. Imagine that's the nose of the bloke you hate the least and drive his nose through the back of his head, right? And all of a sudden he goes, I've got that. So it's those sort of word pictures and and examples so that the person can say, who, who most people don't trust their subconscious. They, they, you know, type A personalities have to, you know, you look at them all, you even see them on the tour. They're looking at where their club face is in the backswing. Once yeah. you're doing that, you're off. Right, that's you can't control. You cannot control your, your emotions by your conscious mind. You have to aim it, look at the target, pull the trigger, and just let it go. Whatever happens, let it go. And all of a sudden, ooh, well, it went straight and long. How'd that work? So, for me, I want to tell you, right, it's it's been a highlight of being in hospital. Well, uh, it's all been worth it then, hasn't it, Jay? Made you a better golfer and a better teacher. So absolutely, it's and I can now see a way to teach people, show them just exactly how they can rely on their own ability. Fantastic! Your loss is our gain. That's just fantastic, Jay. Well, it's not really a loss, is it? You got a new hip, I suppose. You lost the old one, but you got a new one to replace it. So the one I got better than the old one. Yeah, I cert- well, yeah, it. the the materials will certainly last longer. If this one goes wrong, you can just go and claim warranty and change it over. Well, if for this free. one goes wrong, we can melt it down and make it into a golf club. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, into a new sort of putter. Jay, it been fantastic to chat. It always is. Look forward to following all these tips. I think you're right. I think you now find yourself into a rich vein of form. Looking forward to seeing how these results go this week. Been great to chat to you today, as always. Thanks, Rod. Thanks, mate. Take care. Bye. And that wraps up episode 32 of Risk and Reward. We will, of course, be back to do it all again next week. We'll find out how JE went and have some more tips as we head towards the Masters. 